What's up, what's good? Welcome to the Locked In Podcast today. We're doing a legendary interview. We got Noah from Wang's Vintage. Man, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Do you know how much of an impact, like... You guys, you and your brothers just had on this state, you know, just I me mean, even growing up seeing this was so Yo, much. I mean, to reverse that, this, all of it has had an impact on us in a way, you know, we, well, I appreciate you saying that though, for real, because it, it has been like, we were one of the, one of the first to like take the streetwear side and like the rare fashion side kind of seriously. So it is cool to see how far it's came since day one, you know. I want to start off with your story. I want to start off with the beginning. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your childhood? Did you grow up in Arizona? Yeah, born and raised in Phoenix. West Phoenix, too, like, since, yeah. Born and raised, haven't moved out since. Yep, the trenches still <laughs> still over there. That's still the hood, like, straight up. Graduated Apollo High School, if that gives you any realm of where I'm from. But, uh, yeah, growing up, I don't know. It was, it was cool, you know. I went to Catalina Ventura for middle school up until, um, which was just a public school. Met a lot of, still friends with a lot of people from there, which is cool. But um, I don't know. Honestly, I think a big factor in like who I am was um, transferring in fifth grade. To, I went to this performing arts school called Bennett Academy. Super tiny school. It was K through eight, and there was maybe eight hundred kids in the entire school, and it was just super small. And they were, you know, real hands on. There was, an, you know, the art side of it was really developed. So I don't know. I I think going there kind of. Was that your idea to go there? No, not at all. It was actually my mom's, and it it wasn't a nice school by any means either. But it was it was just small, and the teachers were a lot more, I guess, hands on, and and it was more of a community. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't the each, big public exactly, and each grade even like first and second grade had one teacher, and there was only one first grade oh, wow. class and one and you shared one teacher, and they should you know, third and fourth, fifth and sixth shared Mr. Welch. When I was there, it was this tiny little Korean dude low-key shout out him like he bro like he was it was crazy the first day of school our homework was to write the definition of discipline a hundred times and that definition has like three different definitions under that word so you had to write all three it was messed up that was the first day of school just to give you insight on how this guy was but um yeah. So were you kind of like pissed like when you first had yeah, to write yeah, it and like, then you bro, just grew to love like them? Also, because we're part Korean on my mom's side. So I think that's why she chose the school was because, you know, she liked the idea of a Korean teacher. Right. But yeah, first day of school, I was like, bro, what? Like, fuck this. Like, I'm <laughs> over it. But I did it because I had to do it. He was like, he was literally, if you don't do this assignment, you know, that's going to be an F for the semester. He goes, this is the most important assignment mm-hmm. you've ever received. And at the time, I didn't get it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, why are you making us do this? But in a way, I think it literally instilled the idea of discipline. I can't recite it off the top of my head, but like. But do you remember that story? Hell like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the fact what of being up till 11 p.m. that night, hand cramping up, but knowing I had to finish it. So, yeah, that was that I think was just an important keynote. And growing up was going to the Bennett Academy. It was pretty cool, honestly. At Bennett Academy, is that when you started to get into style and clothes? and Or when did that kind of you know, transpire? So Bennett was uh, all uniforms. So we had to wear uniforms every day. Purple and yellow were our colors. Could you so swag was, out the belt? You could swag out the shoes. And Mr. Welsh especially made everybody tuck your shirt in, like, to be okay. extra proper. So I would swag out the belt. It was like some vintage stuff I'd get from my dad at the time. 
but the 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 belt and the shoes and you couldn't wear hats that was about it maybe the hoodie because you could wear a jacket when it was cold but um but honestly i think because i had to wear a uniform i went extra hard with fashion on the weekends because i felt like i could Mm. never like fully express myself at school so if there was a party or like you know or the free dress days especially when we'd have spirit week and you don't have to wear your uniform today I would come in something, you know. Oh yeah, because all the girls are there. Hell yeah, and it was, it I used to, I went to a uh, uniform school for a little bit too, and I just vividly remember like, yeah. yo, I can swag out my belt and I can swag yeah. out my shoes. I'm finna get these. Remember like the hot topic studded oh, belts? Oh, yeah. So I had like Fuck every yeah. one of those, and then just like vans. The on different vans. color, the multicolor studs. Yeah, I used to yep. take off the studs and like make letters out of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm of stuff. saying, see, because I don't know when you're limited. In a way, looking back, I think it's cool because like really you can't nobody was dressing nicer than the next kid nobody had more money than the next kid we're all wearing the same thing and i think that as a concept is kind of cool and then again it made me want to it made me want to express myself i think in other ways than just clothing so i think my introduction to fashion was not having it as a choice you know i've never and is even, that what made you get into it or like when's like the earliest memory I you think, like I, don't, I would say that. It, yeah. Well, I mm. technically f- maybe eighth grade because I transferred out of Bennett Academy because they got a whole new ownership and stuff. So I just wasn't vibing with it eighth grade. So I transferred from there to Horizon, which was another middle school, like a public school. And that was my like, really, it was like, well, let's we're going to school every day. You got to look fresh every day. Let's go shopping and like fine tune all this. And at the time it was it wasn't anything crazy. It was just like. I guess the most I cared at the time was just how it fit rather than what it was. Like, how does this fit on me? Do I feel comfortable? I didn't care about brand name or anything. You just know, how you looked. Basically. Exactly. How it felt on me. Do I, you know, do I feel comfortable? But um, I don't know. I guess yeah. that was when I started dipping my toes in. And then I guess high school is when it really hit where I was like looking at brand names and honestly looking at like Odd Future and just being like, damn, these kids are dope. And they're all like, I don't know why, but they look fresh. And the Supreme, it was just so early not knowing what Supreme even was. You were just looking at it as like a, it was like a beacon of like, that. that's hot. Like, that's right. cool. Whatever. Nobody has it at my school. Nobody had it anywhere in Arizona at the time. So it was also like, people know what it is, but nobody has it. So when you're the cat walking around with the time, just the Supreme camp hats, bro, yeah. that was like, People from across the school would see that because they were like, what? I thought that was only in L.A. or New York. like that Tyler influence has such like a big influence over here to us because we're on the West Coast as well. Totally. So we we relate so much. And when that come up, I just remember seeing the Yonkers video. That was the Mm, first piece of content I seen from him. And when he ate the cockroach and shit, I'm like, yo, this Mm -hmm. thing is crazy. This is next level. And then like the swag started coming out and then he was funny. And then it was like, oh, like I want to be just like him, bro. I want to be like dirty like him. Like, yep. And just not give a fuck. Like, and also have the homies too. That was the main thing I thought was the coolest was like how close Earl was and how Earl was like the little brother. And Tyler was this cool dude who could put on for all his homies and Taco was just the funny dude and like Jasper is just the funny dude. Yeah. And it was cool to see like I guess a commu- just the homies come up like that all together. And that oh, was Mad Young too. Mad Young and just but also really good at what they do. What's the the line in oldies um not only are we talented we're rad as fuck and I oh, was yeah. like that I just love that because it's true. You can't even get mad if someone's good at what they do, you right. know. So I feel that. Was your dad a big influence on you as far as style? Because 
I know he's into vintage, am I right? Well, totally. That's okay. a whole, I mean, shoot. My dad, so just, just to give the background on that really quick if we're on the topic. My yeah, dad sure. used to have a, a vintage clothing store back in the early 90s called the Blue Jean Buyer. And that focused primarily on like denim, leather, really that old 70s, 60s American Western style. And that was all he did. He sold, you know, in bulk to Japan. He had all these different buyers that were, it was all Levi's though. You know, it was never, he had band shirts, but it was never like, nobody cared about him as much. So growing up around that, I guess that showed me that, you know, there's so many low key intricate garments out there that are valuable for a lot of different reasons. And, and Levi's showed me that because at first you're just looking at a blue pair of jeans. You know, you don't know any left or right. But then he starts pointing out the stitching pattern and, mm, wow. you know, the type of selvage. And he's like, that's what makes these a $1,000 pair of jeans. And to me, that was crazy at the time because I'm like, why? Like, they got jeans everywhere. But I don't know. It just made me appreciate the intricacies of certain garments, you know, and right. and how one minute detail can make it the most valuable or the most important pair just based on age. That's what it was, was the older it was, the better it was. And that went, that goes for anything, you know, if you want to collect art, you want the most original version of that artwork. Ideally, if, if you're collecting records and music, you want the most original as close to release date as possible, and and I don't know. So that that went for everything. There's no, that, was his shop in Arizona? Yeah, it was. Um, it's where Wang's closet is actually. Oh, so seriously? that's yeah, man. Oh, so what the fuck? Not only did he inspire, I mean, just style and importance in us, but he showed us that like you can make money if you like put your shit in a shop and run it and do it and be a good guy too, because that's. The Blue Jean Bar, people loved my dad. He was such a chill dude. You just go and chop it up. We ship into Japan, too. I could see, like, Levi's, mm -hmm. like, were probably so big, and he was probably making. That was our bread, and that's how we paid our bills back in the day. My mom took care of us. Shout out my moms. And my dad was hustling everything, though, like jewelry, leather boots, um, certain little toys and trinkets. You know, I just learned so much. I learned that you can't discount anything. Like, any any one item can be worth something to somebody mm-hmm. in a way so but also he showed me to just buy the things you like and i don't know it, it attracts cool people in a way so it's safe to say that was like a big impact huge 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 he birthed he quite literally birthed us like yeah. you know and and on the hustler mentality too he showed us that's like, what i'm thinking like it's like like everything bro it's, it's all been my you know style down down to the way i wear my pants it's all my dad like how they sit how they the flow of them for sure shout out that dude we literally would not be here without him do you guys have any vintage pieces from there like oh yeah like some signs i still yeah the the neon sign over there the blue jean buyer sick that's og from the 90s and it's still running that's real neon too which is kind of tight but oh yeah we got to capture that yeah man it's um so for sure i mean goes without saying but uh, and now he's we were actually able to buy the business off of him too when we started wang's closet in 26 2015 2016 we actually paid him out and just bought the book of business off of him as well as his lasting inventory paid him a grip too i'll say that like it was we definitely <laughs> showed pop some love hell yeah and because he had been hustling in that shop every day for the last 20 years you know and granted it's it's funny because i always say too and I talked to his old customers. 
Oh, once. wow. So you get the same old oh, customers for sure. too. Bro, this is they, such a big he story. He was such a good, yeah, it is a really big yeah. story, honestly. And there's so many angles to come at it from. But but I always say, like, I, I appreciate my dad for having done what he did for the last 20 years. But as soon as I really we really came in and were working the shop, I was like, bro, like, you've been chilling like <laughs> hard. You've been just, <laughs> yep, same old shit. I'm like, I know you just smoking bowls in the bathroom and talking to, you know, like, yeah, yeah. so I'm over here thinking he's all working hard. I'm like, dude, it's not to say it's hard work. I would say it's more mentally draining than actually physically draining. But, uh. But is anyone safe to say that? I mean, you bought the business yeah, from him and you're like yeah. running the business. You yeah, can, you can I can totally say yeah. <laughs> But, bro, yeah, it was funny because just my whole childhood, because my mom was, you know, working insurance and this and that. So when we came in, I would say it's not hard work. It's important work. You mm. know what I mean? And that was the lesson I learned is while he wasn't breaking his back out here, he was like, like still making some groundbreaking work for Arizona. I think a lot of what's happening in Arizona has to do with his shop, too, like. That was the earliest example of of a culture shop in a way was the blue jean buyer for sure. It was like a I mean, I think if you were to pick a, like a random fashion kid out of downtown right now, like we would think Wings. Like yeah, for us, maybe. you know what I'm saying? Like At least we don't if, even yeah. know about this. Story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So but, it really boils to that. Bro, and there's old footage, there's old images. I'm actually there's I mean, there's a project in the works where I really want to document and organize the origin cuz it is it's oh, a long story, man. It's it's you know, he's he's met Morrissey, like he's talked to dudes from ZZ Top. He's met so many different real like people who just come in based on interest in his his shop and his aesthetic. It was We damn near need the the Pops interview. I know, bro. Like honestly, honestly. what we could he would love that. He also is so humble. He was ah, he's like, it's whatever. Yeah. Doesn't want to get into it, but um nah, he's he's an OG for sure, for sure. Can you talk to me a little bit about you and your brother's relationship and just like totally. how that was going up? Like were you guys tight? I'm got my brother honestly, with me today. Yeah, uh I would say I mean, we weren't tight because we were kind of far apart. We were seven years seven oh. years apart. So I mean, you know, he was 13 and i was what that makes me eight so it was always like he was a teenager and i was still like a little kid and even in the adult years he was 18 and i was 11 so it was never like we were in that same wave of like being able to hang out whereas me and my younger brother ian here um we're five years apart but we feel a lot closer like we feel like i'm almost living the same generation as him okay but nate was always you know he was just always a doing his thing he was hustling in some way like you know that story goes pretty deep but um no he was always hustling and he was always providing for not only us but his family and his friends too and again i i i think loyalty and um just that that loyalty and trust goes the furthest with with me and my family or my family and i and my brothers because I don't know that's all you got in the end of the day like if right. you can't trust the people you're surrounding yourself with you're not going anywhere you know what i mean that's the first thing you need to get out of the way so i always recognized he was just my he was truly my older brother like he was out of the house he was never home i'd sneak into his room to go look at what he's doing like literally that mid-90s you ever seen mid-90s yeah, yeah, yeah. Hill? that opening scene where he's looking at his brother's music and he's not Let's supposed get the to fuck be out of yeah here. for sure but um, but as we got older, um, he ended up through a series, unfortunate series of events. He ended up having to live with us for a little bit with um his at the time girlfriend. She's his wife now, and their newborn child, Owen, my nephew. They had to move back into the crib. Me and my parents. I was in high school at the time, and 
at this time, you know, I had been grown since I, me and him had really been that close. I had been, you know, I so smoke weed person, now, man. you know, I'm going to parties. I'm kind of my own person. And now we're getting to know each other almost, you know, because he's moved back in. We're living together. and It's kind of like how it was because when we were younger, we shared a room and stuff. But um, he, he started seeing what I was doing and I was hustling on my own. I really liked Supreme at the time and there wasn't any out here. So I was just buying and flipping it at my high school. This and is I, the same kind of time frame, like Tyler the Creator days. Yeah, 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 like, totally. This was like, yeah, the I I fucking hate you video or whatever. The where he's wearing the blue, the light blue box logo. Okay, I think with that's the red. What it was. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure that's the video, but um, quote or change that if I'm wrong. But but I I told my brother because it was in a way a hustle. It was just a flip. It was you know get it from the dude for the low and flip it to them for the high a little bit, and that was, you know. So where'd you guys first start buying these these pieces? All online. It was all, you know, we were either on drops because that was the thing. It was funny. Supreme, like, it was so rare, but nobody knew you could just get it on the website. Like, it was... The, so you were hidden. You know what I mean? Like, nobody, everyone was like, oh, I'll never get it. I'm like, bro, there's a website. They restock. So we were just hitting <laughs> and we were also on Depop a lot. And that was just buying well, older people. Depop yeah. was that... Back in, well, it was, yeah, it, it was early Depop, and it was our only way of kind of ordering stuff secondhand from out of state and and even having access to it, because there were, like, certain New York exclusive items, and there was, you know, L.A. exclusive items. So that's how we started getting the rarer Supreme. It wasn't just the GR or whatever dropped that week. It was, like, years old. And you would get it for the low, too, because there wasn't a crazy resale at the time. Like, you could find steals. You could find North Face jackets on Depop back in the day for, like, 150 bucks. Like, the North Face Supreme, yeah. just because people were like, eh. Yeah. And we would flip them out here. And, and we, we started on Depop as our first selling platform. But it was really when we threw, we started our offer up page because that started reaching out to locals only, you mm. know? And that's how people... That's how we gained a local following was only offer up because it only pulled up 10 mile radius of, you know, oh, this dude down the street from me has a Supreme bag. Let me go over to his crib and chop it up. And, and there's only so many people that are yeah, into that. So you know? it started being like, it was called, I, I called it Wang's Closet. And that's a whole other story because um, it was just our closet. People would just come through the crib. We'd tell, hey, mom, like somebody's coming by the house. They're going to look at some stuff real quick. What was the name and of the offer up? Is this your actual name? It was name? just Wang's Closet. It's Wang's just Wang's Closet. Because okay. yeah, well, we because we had the Depop before, and I think it was um, Wang Company at first was just a streetwear brand that we tried to start real quick, and you know, just embroidered T-shirts with a little logo, and Wang technically stands for um, Wake and Grow, which is not a lot of people know that it's not technically an acronym, but oh, so it's not your last name? No, our last name is Vizera, and Wang is actually a Chinese. I know Wang is a Chinese name. So the story with Wang, yeah, we're we gotta Korean. break that down. So yeah, the story with Wang is my brother in high school. He looks a lot more Asian than than I do, and than Ian does. He's always got more of the Asian Korean gene. And again, we're Korean, but um, the first day of school, somewhere he sat down next to this dude and was like, his dude's like, yo, what's your name? And he goes, Nate. And the guy goes, Wang? And he's all, no, no. I said, Nate. And he goes, nah, Wang. <laughs> and like, and because he looked Asian and it's, yeah. it's kind of like almost a racial slur in a way because it's no, truly a That would happen these days. Oh, like, nah. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. be like, bro, you can't call me Wang. Because technically that's a Chinese name and we're Korean. 
but it kind of stuck and it was kind of funny did and he kind of like laugh at it at the yeah time? totally because like, like, they they're cool. still homies to this day okay. and they were he was just messing with them so wang stuck and then we kind of turned that into the wake and grow mentality because that's it was just you know our positive outlook was you wake up and you do something you grow literally you grow something or you grow your brand or your idea or whatever you just grow as a person right and so we started to try to make t-shirts and hoodies and you know hats and it was not easy because i mean there's no money involved it was just an idea and that's about the time that i was reselling supreme on my own and i was like yo dude the whole um idea the whole mission statement at first in a way was to curate rarities and put our stuff on the rack next to them because if you look at supreme they put their shirt on Kate Moss because Kate Moss is famous. You know what I mean? And and that's and then Supreme's famous because Kate Moss is wearing it. They were the first, you know, or Tyler the Creator wearing Supreme. It's I've, I call it fame by affiliation. So my idea was why don't we placement? A, uh, yep, placement. Put yourself with yeah, exactly. Put yourself with the good people or the good shit or and, the good stores. Or yep, whatever. and get your name affiliated and associated with. But that's those a smart things. way of thinking. Not too many people would like. At that time, kids are thinking of like, how can I just, get my T-shirt on ASAP mm-hmm. Rocky? Yeah, like, you're not going to nah, find ASAP Rocky. Nah, here, but you but can building f- a business mm-hmm. and then selling six shit in there. Yeah, you can that put was, your clothes. Yeah, and that was loosely the idea because it was also we were like, bro, how do we make our own brand hot? Like, how? What's the idea? And, so were um, you guys really like having these conversations, you and your brother, like yeah, in the room? For, I mean, for sure. I mean, they were also inner monologues with myself because right. I've always. I don't know. I was in DECA in high school, too, which was a bi- well, a business club. So we just did a lot of like analyzing markets and like being like, all right, why does this work? And why does this work right now as opposed to 10 years from now or 10 years prior? So I was always thinking, I'm just, mm. bro, I think like a million miles a minute. Mm. But um, that's when we were doing Wang and I for the business itself, I was just like, how can we make this hot? Like, because I was wearing Supreme and I'm like, why do I as a kid? Like, why don't I like Wang Company, but I like Supreme? Like, I was just hitting myself with the basic questions. I'm like, it's because Kate Moss is wearing Supreme, and it's because ASAP and Odd Future. I'm like, okay, well, what if they went, what if my shit was on the same rack? You know, let's take a step back. How do I get in their face rather than on their person? And so it was just reverse engineering in a way. And, but once we started reselling hard, it was kind of like, bro, like, I don't really care about starting our own brand. Like, this shit's it's working. Popping, like, yeah. this shit's popping. Like, I ain't even... And then, also, it's it's an ego thing. Like, I've never been interested in being the... Like, I'm a salesman, for sure. Like, just by nature. But I've never liked having to sell my actual ideas. Like, having to be like, yo, I made this. This is this is dope. Like I Like, I like having things speak for themselves. I like when people buy things without having to ask me a question, without having me to say anything about it. That's that's when I know it's a good item. That's why right. I'm like, all right. It sells and, itself. Yeah, it sells itself. And I would love for my stuff to be like that, you know. But that's kind of why we stopped. I, I wasn't interested in the cat and mouse game of, of hype right. streetwear. It's so always offer-ups popping yeah. right now. You guys are like, mm-hmm. yo. So what's the next idea? You're like, we need a physical store? Or at the time, I mean, I, there's internet. So like, yeah, I know we you guys were, are thinking about we were, that. We were popping on a... Well, we we were doing OfferUp, and that was awesome. We were killing it on Depop, and that was our way of shipping items out and our first e-commerce. And around that time was when we were like, well, we should probably start an Instagram just to... Excuse me. Okay. Just to have like a separate platform of communication. And 
just to start doing that was a thing this was when you know again this is like 2015 instagram wasn't that crazy you know it wasn't necessary but that's when we treated that as the archive of all right let's post our collection like let's flex on instagram be like yo we got all of this instead of just one or two items it would be like 13 items and we're like yo come by the crib come by wang's closet and shop and that's when fools on instagram people who were serious about buying with us would follow that to be really connected and be like Mm. hit it before you know depop and dudes would come to the crib we would do trades and it's just started we realized this is becoming Basically, we need to get out of our mom's living room. That's right. what we realized. Whether is that it was, what Pops is saying at the time, too? Well, that's what we were saying. Our mom was Everybody saying. Knew, my so. mom would be, like, cooking bulgogi in the kitchen. Bulgogi is a Korean dish, and it would, be, it would always stink up the house like crazy. And fools would be coming by like, yo, like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, mom's cooking dinner. And <laughs> not that, you know, because we love our mom, but I'm like, eh, it's probably about time we switch up the the transaction flow. You know what I mean? And. And so my dad still had the shop, and our first step after the Instagram was then just throwing a table up in front, right on the porch, where it's same same setup as we have now, but we threw up a table, and I remember I brought my little TV. It was actually that TV, that same exact wow. TV, and I... Um, at Wang's Closet. Yeah, this was currently? way okay. back in the day, and this was, wasn't even inside. We were like, yo, Pops, let us just set up a table. We're going to post a thing on Instagram and offer up. People will come through. Like, let's just see what happens. Because we live West Phoenix at this time. So Wang's Closet was in the West Phoenix. And my dad's shop at the time, which is now Wang's Closet, was uh, Scott Stale and McKellips. And we were just like, what? what's the vibe out there? What would happen if we set something like this up? Because locals and Phoenix, kids at my high school, point being like, Apollo High School, not a lot of kids wanted to spend $100 on these items at the time or, or anything. It just, you know, we're broke high school kids. And I'm sure I couldn't imagine myself. Y- you know, even me, I wasn't, I, I couldn't, my thing, my hustling thing was just like, well, if I sell these two shirts, I get to keep this one for free. And, oh, okay. and that's how that, you know, so that was my that's mentality. Like you sell weed and you get to keep a little bit. It, of yeah. Like just, to break it down. Like, <laughs> let me just say, there's a lot of, a lot of coincidental comparisons with the hustle. <laughs> But dead ass, you know, yeah. you would sell enough weed to, so you would have some free weed to smoke, like straight right. up. And then that just grew and obviously became a lot more than that. But um, but no, we set up in front of my dad's shop. I remember I was playing skate videos on this TV. Ain't shit changed. Like we still do that every day. But um, so how do you go about like authorizing the pieces and like making sure they're real, especially at that time? Because like I ta- mean, taking taking an L is yeah. the the best way to learn because you're like bro i'll tell you the first l we took because i remember bro we oh because we thought we were loaded we, thought, thought we were hit. like oh we just hit bro <laughs> we and we had never had box logos before bro box logos back in the day this is when you guys had the physical location this or? was no before back okay. still when we're, we're still at closet or we're still at the crib literal closet and yeah literal back in the day closet and I remember we bought four, I think it were four or five box logo hoodies for like $1,500, which back then was a lot when like we were $1,500 on stock too was like, all right, this is, this is our profit right now. This is the re-up. Let's buy these hoodies and we're going to sell them for 500 a piece and we're going to make a rack profit or, or whatever the math would be. Mm-hmm. And we got them and we we soon found out they were all fake just from posting them on IG and other, oh, people commenting and yeah because people are telling mm-hmm, you totally because wow. we had a lot of connections with like collectors who would hit us up knowing we oh, sell. True, true. and i remember 
Yeah, and I and then they would send me forums and comparison pictures, and I was I I couldn't even deny it because I could see it. I was like, well, they're right. That is different than that, and that is fake. Like, I can't even kid myself. And, right. And this was again, we t- we had to just eat that because it was somebody friends and family gifted. Like, so it was all that, five of those hoodies. Yeah, all five of them were fake, bro. And they were good fakes, like dead ass. Yeah. Like, it was just coming down to stitching and. I could get into the intri- in the the details of telling a fake box logo. Can you real quick? Bro, I'm well, no because I have it depends just, on the year, it depends on yeah, the just shirt, like how, like the that. hoodie, okay. the feel. It literally dude, there's so much and I used to know. I was like a little Rolodex of nah, this one's 2012, it shouldn't have that tag and the wash tag is too big or you know, this ink is too dark black was ooh, it was like a walking like reddit form bro you i had to be because after that that was like hell no hell no like we almost wanted we were like fuck this bro like we just took a fat l i'm good like we don't even need to mess around but i was like nah we can we can figure this out and get it out because i'm like remember how stoked we were when we thought they were all going to be real i'm like what if they all were and we could make that money here very positive thinking that that's a you, trend you have to just eat bro out here and i have a pile of fake shit in the back to this day it happens you right. know and not usually through me sometimes it's an employee slipping up or getting too confident in the buying process but uh basically attention to detail trust your instinct and know who you're buying from and even in that case do an invoice or something that's you know because once it's gifted payment you know, the dude with the hoodies, he blocked us. He just removed us. Uh, there was no, the, even the bank was like, well, sorry, you just bank transferred this guy. Like, they were like, you shouldn't do that to people you don't know. And like, true. Wow. So was there any other ups and downs? Like, while you guys are just, before Wang's Vintage starts, like. Yeah, there is. Uh, well, there's a long gap before Wang's Vintage, bro. Because right. Wang's Closet, we used to, Wang's Closet was Wang's Vintage in a big way. It was just a lot smaller. And. The ups and downs, I mean, I don't really remember there being any downs other than, like, just upsetting employees who end up having ulterior motives throughout, you know, the course of things, which, in hindsight, you can't even hate people for plotting to to do their own thing. Like, in the end, I cannot hate on that. If, you know, you as as men, as entrepreneurs, as creatives, as even, even women entrepreneurs to cover that, um... You don't always want to be the employee. You want to you want to be the boss at some point. So I would say the only downs is kind of just dealing with mistrust and mm-hmm. being like, "Damn, bro! Like I thought you, I thought we were down for this, and you were you were in it for the long run." But other than that, bro, downs. Nothing uh, crazy. Not nothing crazy. Even. That's something that I've learned too from just like working at one five one, like having a storefront and you being like the owner of that storefront. You're introducing literally like everyday people into your life mm-hmm. you know like anybody can totally. come and almost like disrupt your life like somebody can come in here and like i mean how that window got broken Bro, you know what i'm yeah. saying now you have to go deal with that and yep. then especially like with having employees like now you're really entering them like yeah. in your life and stuff and so not just employees because a lot especially at, at this location too my the people who i have over here with with the way I like to do business, they got to be cool. I'm not I I'm not just gonna hire you if you're good at your job anymore. Like it's, I have this thing even even towards myself. This is the standards I carry myself to as well as friends. But you, it's not good enough nowadays to just be really good. You got to be cold with it too. You know, like straight <laughs> yeah. up. You can't just do a really good job. You got to also throw some steez and some something interesting. So like, 
with anything, with, with people I'm collabing with, with possible employees. Is that I just gotta, because there's so many people doing so, so many, many things now? Yeah, and, and everybody's good at everything they do. Like, you know, well, not I mean, not everybody, but, but anybody who's a main contender, we're all kind of on the same level. So I'm like, I'm looking for the cats that are really like doing that extra, like something to really catch my eye. But mm, that's interesting. Yeah, But also that's just because you got to be careful because I've. It's like, it's, bro, it's it's funny, but it's like trust issues with like a lady or something. When it, when an employee or a homie who you thought was down kind of disrupts it, then you're like, damn, bro. Well, now going forward, I'm gonna be a lot more careful with who I'm hiring, and and yeah, but that's just something you learn along the way is how to hire and who to hire. Right. But, and people say don't hire homies, but if they're real homies, they're the best employees you can ever have. Like, and you can like up. weed some of the homies out, like. <laughs> well, to- well, totally, bro. That's another thing because if you can't like, like I spend every day with my younger brother. Sometimes not every day, but when he's here, we spend all day, and that's like my best friend. Like some people would, you know, get tired of it or not even want you know like oh he's I'm not trying to hang out with my brother. I love my brothers, both of them. I wish I could hang out with my older brother more, but he's he's a family man, dude. He's, he's doing got, his thing. He's got another baby on the way too. He's yeah, he is living his life. He's doing his thing, but um, but yeah, that's yeah. another way to hire. Is like, can I spend all day with you and still laugh at the end of the day? Can I not get tired of you? And if the answer is yes, you're more than welcome to hang out and help me out at the shop, like straight up. That's sick. I think, um, mistake me if I'm wrong too. I think I would, I seen a story of you guys. I don't know who had posted it, but I know you guys are all like real close knit around here, but you guys all got little W chains, like little oh, Wayne hell chains. Yeah. Hell yeah. Totally, that is so man. sick. Yeah. I'm not wearing mine right now, but, but, um, well, honestly, was like almost like a yeah, celebration it was, for it was, it was also like, finally like, yo, this oh, just an appreciation thing for all the homies but before that and the real the real wang ogs we all have the the gucci ghost just it's oh, a tiny okay. gucci ghost but back in the that. day this was like yeah 2016 i think they came out that was the first time like the squad all got the same like we rolled through it was actually my older brother who did you guys it bought all it all from the store yeah we just yeah cashed out gucci and they were all matching with the gucci chain and and that was it. All That's the homies sick. had that. And in a way, that was the only uniform was just, you know, the guy with the Gucci ghost will help you out or whatever. Because everyone looks like they work at the shop if you're in the shop. Like, right, you right. know what I mean? But <laughs> then, funny. But yeah, then the, the ghost turned into the W for all the new cats that we have on. And um, but yeah. yeah, the Gucci ghost era. I wore so, that shit every day for like five years straight up. Bro. That was a big thing, too, at, during that time. I think yeah, that's when like Alexander was. Yeah. Or um, uh, I I forget, but the whole Dapper Dan era, like, that was when Gucci was going streetwear. Like, it was very in your face, but um, yeah. yeah, it definitely spoke for the time. So, when did Wang's vintage start? When did you, like, come to your brother and you're like, yo, I want to do this? Or how, is that well, how it went no, down? No, not even. Honestly, bro, I was, like, borderline not even on board at the time because, because honestly, bro, I know. Uh, thank God. Shout out my brother because he it was also because this space opened up he called me and he sent me the pictures he goes yo like look at your phone there's this space on 7th street it's it's he's like it's big 
but it's awesome and it's it's street view 7th street super busy it's right next to buffalo exchange too it was just the the location was too good to pass up and the deal was really good too during this time were you guys already kind of looking for other opportunities we, here and yeah, there like things were just things were really good at closet and we had things rocking things were you know still are really good but we knew we had some room to play around with and we knew we wanted to do something else wake and grow yeah wake and grow we couldn't we didn't want to stop growing and we were really quickly outgrowing that one location because if you've ever been to wang's closet anybody watching it's pretty small it's very much it's very small but it gets a job done granted you know we knew we needed to move out at some point so it was stars aligned straight up we saw the space we i was telling them i was like i don't know bro this Whose idea was for like the vintage store? Why not like a well, Wang's closet too? We always did vintage. We've always had vintage in our hearts and in our shop. But really, honestly, it was back in the day. We didn't have much room at Wang's closet. So, but it was so hard to turn down good pieces because we we're like, bro, I don't have any room on the rack. I can't even put this out. But it's a dope piece. Like, whatever, I'll buy it. And we throw it into a box in the back of the shop. And we did that for about five years. Yeah. And we quickly realized we had a storage unit full of vintage that we're just sitting on. And, and we were like, bro, we got to like, it would make more sense to open a shop rather than just keep sitting on this inventory for no reason. So it's kind of just because we, we had all this stockpile and we were ready. We knew we were ready. And it was never a plan, but I think subconsciously we were doing that in preparation for whenever the right time would present itself or the right opportunity. Right. But, uh, so when it comes to selecting and buying like vintage pieces, what do you look for? Like what makes, I mean, something that you want to buy versus something you don't want to buy. Cause you have to have a keen eye. Like yeah. it's all about the curation. You guys have a yeah. big selection for sure. So that means I would say my buying tactics have changed over the years because, because I've just met so many different people. I've, I've met kids who are in diehard comic book fans and anime fans. I've met dudes who are like huge sports fans and who've who've given me insight and and like information about some of the most legendary sports teams and all these statistics. Point being, you meet so many different people that you almost realize you have to buy everything because mm -hmm. especially with the exposure we have now, everyone comes in, you know, whether it's the sports fan or the anime fan or the the heavy metal fan or the grunge fan, whatever it is. We have to have a spot for them because if not, then they're going to feel excluded. And it's also a missed opportunity on connections and sales. So so it's really just getting to know what people like over the years. And, and I think that's one thing we have that not a lot of shops have is just that experience of, yo, we've been doing this for a very long time. We're it's like seven years now almost. And well, more than... I'm almost at the 10 year mark of like really doing, yeah. doing this, but yeah, it's experience and just knowing like, all right, that's cool. And, and knowing what to price things at, like I am not going crazy in here. And if I am, if there's a crazy price on something, it's definitely because that's just what that thing goes for online. But, but this rack right here, this is like my 20 to $30 rack. It's all random stuff, but it's all dope stuff too. You know, like just the, the everyday throw on, you know what I mean? And then you still thrift yourself. Like, I didn't even imagine that you would still thrift, but just from conversations before yeah. the pod. Yeah, dude. I Honestly, like, that's, in a way, my therapy. Because mm -hmm. I, that's what I used to love to do was, like, 
being out there literally hunting for treasure in a way i say thrifters are like pirates bro we're all like you know we're getting in our car and we're like all right let's go to this goodwill and see what we can find like it's therapeutic <laughs> bro i fucking i'll smoke a bowl throw some headphones in and just tear up a goodwill for well not even for long i pride myself on being fast like fast I, now? Bro, what, I, what, what are the first sections you hit you go t-shirts man, or you i just, can't oh, i the, can't i mean well i well not really because i i don't let's let me put it this way i do not touch the t-shirt rack not even once when i'm there that's like my one moral with thrifting because also it's almost a conflict of interest and like when i when i see my sellers people who sell me my stock at thrift stores it's they're always like, yo, what up? But it's always kind of like, what you doing here? Like, come on. Like, you know, like, you don't need to be uh, here. Like, I'm going to bring you this shit anyway. See, I'm like a lone, like, thrifter. I don't know. Like, the I, culture well, crazy. Totally, man. But, I, and honestly, that's maybe even, if anything, that might just be an insecurity thing with me. I don't know if they actually think that. But I, I would kind of think that. Know. I'd be like, bro, get out of here. Like, yeah. fucking, this is my thrift. And I get it. But let me just say... The things I buy at thrift stores and the things I actually thrift, nobody else is thrifting. And it's because I know what I'm doing with a lot of the equipment. And it's a lot of electronics that are like very niche things that I need. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't touch. And if I do, if I do grab something, it's always just something Some that play. I'm going to wear. I'm not interested in. I mean, but best believe if I find a Tupac rap style at the Goodwill, I'm, I'm going to buy it. You know what right. I mean? Like that hasn't happened in a long time. But So I want to talk about trends a little bit. Do you see any Let's like trends going on now? Or do you feel like you almost buy so much that it's just like, damn, bro, I just, it's just almost everything. Again, trends are, trends are based on the, the group you kick it with, bro. Like I, like a lot of my cool people who come in and buy band t-shirts are like goth kids you know what mm. i mean and, and they have their own swag that's changing within that that group you know and you also have you know your over your overall trends of like you know nascar shirts being hot for a couple months or wrestling tees being hot for a couple months but for the most part you can't even just just buy it it'll all come back around john mayer actually said in an interview with uh, kerwin frost he said you can't that was such a good interview bro, john mayer is dope like yeah, hey he's fine. He's just... i'll say he's he's a little crazy but i like that dude he's <laughs> a real dude he's real for sure but um what do he say he was like you can't chase trend you can't chase cool because by the time you catch it it's you know it's done a 180 and it's back to where you were but you've already changed and now you have to change back so just stay true and buy the things you like because it it'll always come back around you know what i mean the classics do not go out of style, and I stand by that. Makes yeah. sense. Um, so when it comes to authorizing vintage pieces, like there's a lot of reprints out here. Mm -hmm. Is that a lot easier than authorizing a box logo? Like, or not necessarily a box logo, but anything like yeah, yeah, streetwear? Um, it really, really depends on the piece. And I know I would say it's harder. It's it way harder be, yeah. because, because a lot of the things people are reprinting are bootlegs like the most expensive items on the on the wall over here are all when you cut to like b-roll but like it's all like bootleg like that r kelly shirt it's a crazy shirt obviously it's like you know but right. that's that that's not officially licensed to r kelly or anybody from that team that was like a fan who made that and because of that the the print style isn't the most professional and there's a lot of room for error so when people are and but also those are the most expensive because they're the rarest finding mm. those. So when people are replicating stuff like that, it does get hard because you don't 
it's not like a box logo that's going to be the exact same every single time and any difference will let you know it's more like you have to feel it and know what vintage ink feels smells and stretches like like if it doesn't crack or if it's got too much of a rubbery feel yeah there it really again experience like it kind of you just got to know what a vintage shirt feels like and what what somebody trying to fake one would try to make it feel like right they it, not only are there reprints but there are fakes you know like where they're trying where they reprint the tag and they fade it to make it look old like and do the whole thing yeah they do the whole thing to make it look like a two thousand dollar shirt instead of you know because I'll, I'll sell some reprints for cheap you know i'll sell a twenty dollar nirvana tee that was you know reprinted in the early 2000s but um but that's a different thing than a complete selling fake. It, yeah than a complete fake with where it's faking the tag and faking the licensing that's where it gets a little like sketchy you know you got people trying to get over on people and then i don't even want to sell those for the low because i know they're just going to go back into the circulation and mm. somebody's going to get scammed and that's no fun you're here for the community I am, bro. I the, I the community. I would be nothing without Arizona, the community, the culture. So I gotta watch its back, bro. Because because right. there's a lot of people who are not. They they're here for a quick buck, and they're here to. I don't know. I don't think it, some some people's intentions. I just don't think are the best. And you gotta watch what you're doing because once you do one thing, like honestly, the the reprints. There's modern bootlegs, is what it's called, and. It's basically new artwork, but made to look vintage, and people are trying to normalize, which it's fine because it's new artwork, but it just starts confusing the game because it's mm. like, how come this one's $60 and that one's $500? Oh, so now it's fucking You know, it's kind of just like, why, what's the difference? And obviously the, the $500 one's older, but I don't, I don't know. I don't do that in here because it's too... It's not vintage one. Things printed nowadays I try not to sell. It's got to be at least 15 years old in my mind. But So I left Arizona for a little bit, right? I went mm -hmm. to the military for five years and yeah, then came back. And then now I see all these like vintage stores everywhere. I'm yeah. not even 100% sure maybe Wang's Vintage started before I left. But anyways, like there's a big community yeah, now. There is. What are your thoughts like on that? Like, um, I, I see you guys it. even doing like Wango Palooza. Oh, we can get into totally. that. Well, again, like... I, I, I pride ourselves, I pride our shop on just being for the community, like you said, and for the people. And because of that, we, I, I will like unapologetically put people on the game, like straight up. I will let you know what sells, what doesn't, what you should be buying things for. I'm an open book because, you know, I, I wish I had somebody like me when I was hustling. And honestly, shout out Sean Witherspoon from round two, because back in the day, I did sit down with him long before Wang's Closet just on a trip to LA and he just got real with me he was just like bro just do it he's like just do it if you open it and he knew he's like I know Arizona nothing's happening out there like that he's just, just you do just it caught him, like, I just store? caught him at a good on a good day on a good moment where he had time to sit down and he actually my dad was with me too because we were out there family trip and my dad was like oh they buy vintage let me take some shit so they were talking and then you know I got into the conversation so really, it's just good to have people who are genuinely like just open about how to make it and how to do certain things. And and I, I don't know, 
just golden rule. I golden right. rule life, man. I'm an open book. If you got a question, come ask me. Come holler at me. I'll give you my honest opinion. If your shit's whack, I'm going to tell you your shit's whack. Like, guaranteed. At least in my opinion. If it's great, I will gas you up because because as a you know creative or an artist or whatever those those moments like can mean the world just giving that kid a little extra push i'm like hey bro that's fire make more i want to see it like mm. like oh word like bet because i'm sure that's how sean made you feel like in a way where he you. he just broke it down and was like bro just do it you could the fact that he was like you could do it i was like you i didn't have any money in high school like i had to hustle the same way like just to just to get just to get clothes that weren't from it's funny because back in the day we were we were doing this to get out of the thrift store and now we're like right back into the thrift store (laughs) you know we didn't want to be hitting the goodwills and the value village we wanted the clean supreme tea but yeah full circle again do not chase cool because fucking. well you kind of said that in the beginning like you always just been into like how it fits you and like more of like the style because because i had to i i was like i was at the thrift store so i didn't really have choices of what brand I wanted, all I had was, I right, what feels good? Which shirt feels the best? You know, what what jacket is cool? And that's why even back in the day, I was going to vintage shirts because the cotton was better and the flannels were better. The jeans fit better and they lasted longer so you didn't need to re-up as much. But yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just try to be what I would want for the community because I do see a lot of young kids in here like, a lot of kids I've watched grow up, and and I'm happy to watch some of them like go on to do some, anything at all, you know. So, sick. So, what's your uh, vision with the Wango Palooza? I feel like this is a newer thing that's been going on. There's probably you done it maybe like what, like six times? Maybe yeah, five, I would say times? five or six. I've honestly lost count. But um, so flea markets are every. There are a lot of flea markets. There's. And they're all great. There's we have Pickers Playground out here. We have Ivory House now. The meat market. Um, Got AB in the building. Oh shoot! What I was gonna, I was gonna have to. Hey, we're closed. <laughs> we gotta go. Nah, but um, there are a lot of markets out there now. And honestly, I think that's a huge thing for the community because it's it's kind of inviting everybody to just do it together. Again, there's there's no like big growing people out here it's like bro if you're if you're out here hustling vintage or anything we are all on the same level like we are all still in the mud hustling and we can all throw our flavor in but we're all in it together basically and that's why i like the flea markets is because anybody who's at our markets are truly our friends like mm-hmm. we're, we're it's people we'll break bread with like we're not trying to no nah, those are our sales or it's like no nah, let's do it together so i've i've loved throwing them for that reason brings people out it's good for business it's good for my friends businesses and uh and it's fun it's a change of pace you know but is there a lot of like weird tension with like the vintage world like maybe per se you're not like so much into it but like to be honest like i'm I'm, i feel like there's so many now i mean there are a lot i can't i don't know any of them and and by choice like i you know, business is business. And I, I try not to get too close with anybody that I'm truly breaking bread with because then there's expectations and just weird vibes. My best friends, the cats I go out to get a beer with at the end of the night, do not, they're not in this at all. They're like in construction or, you know, nursing or, or whatever. They get, you know, and it's a breath of fresh air because I don't have to talk about blah, 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 said this about prices or whatever. 
And it's just, it's, it's more peaceful for myself to just not be in it as much. When I'm right. here, I'm working. When I'm not here, I'm not, I'm trying not to be on my phone. I'm not trying to be on the hashtags or all that. I'm talking about clothes all nah, day. No, I feel bro. you. No, nah, I'm trying to like go <laughs> hike and take photos or like go see a, some live music or something, man. It's, you got to take breaks. You cannot right. be all in all the time. So I feel like we covered a lot and a good amount about the Wangs, Palooza and all that. I feel like I want to talk about you and just like you're creative. I feel like you're really a creative person. Like at the end of the day, you were showing me like some Wangs vintage hats that like oh, yeah. with the low profile. So I'm like, oh yeah, this dude. And then yeah. like all the film camera, we well, chopped it about films. Again, it's... What are you into most? Is it like the photography film? I would I say, yeah. Now, dude, yeah, I am into a lot nowadays. And it, it's kind of just because... When you're in here, you're surrounded by so much inspiration all the time. Like, you know, you're buying shirts from your favorite bands and you're getting to, you're, with each band shirt, you get a little insight on the creative process that they went through in that, in that time they were making music. So I feel like there's just so much inspiration in here. It's hard not to do something with it. And I've always loved photography. Long before vintage clothing, I was taking, I was shooting film photos since I was like 12 years old, like straight up. Rest in peace, my man, um, Christopher Magnif Krill. He he put me on to photography back in the day, and I just haven't gone back. So that's that's been the creative outlet that I don't... I used to not... I mean, now I sell a lot of cameras, and I do film development and all that. Yeah, you develop in the store. This is... Yeah, this is the studio, straight up. Yeah. It's it's out of just quickness. But um, that, that that's kind of my, my way of expressing myself immediately, and also documenting. I think everything happening right now it's taken for granted how sick it is like i don't know how long all of this is going to last sometimes it feels like a dream because it is mad chill it's just it's a pretty unproblematic life to lead and i i'm blessed i i always say count your blessings and just appreciate the moment so that's why i take so many photos bro is because like and i take so many film photos because film has a tendency to just last longer i you know, I'm never going to delete the hard drive that these are on because they're not on a hard drive. They're in my drawer. You know what I mean? My house Damn. has to catch fire if those memories are, you know what I mean? That makes a lot of sense. It's totally like the opposite way of thinking oh, how yeah. we all think like, oh, I can just put it on my computer and mm -hmm. be here forever. Yeah, nope, bro. No. Not if your computer crashes or like your heart. Nah, like, so I want them around forever and, and I want to document it as thoroughly as I can. And I think we all get caught up in the everyday life and the, the moment, which is good. It's good to live in the moment, but I also think it's really important to be a forward thinker. And I call, I'm, I'm working on a project right now for like, I have my own LLC called Visibility that handles like just straight film production and promotion through film photography and videography. But amidst that, I want to do a project called Future Favor because Future Favor, that's just, I just call those images. Like you're take photos now because you're going to thank yourself later. Oh, it's That's, a favor for You know, the you're doing yourself a favor later. And so I think it's important just, you know, take as many photos of, of everything, of your friends, of your family, of of your dog that you might have, your room right now, bro. Because when you're looking back in 20 years at your old bedroom, on like you're going to be tripping. It's going to mean something. It's going to mean something. You're going to show your kids. And it's just, you know, it, it's good to... It's good to not regret things and i hate looking back and be like damn i wish i took my camera that time and you know just 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 take photos it's important right so that's also, that's one side of it i mean there's there's a lot though and what you said about um 
just you being surrounded by all this every day, sparking your own creativity is like, I know that has to have such an impact because I, I just recently started getting into records. Yeah, man. So like I got the record player and I'm like yeah. buying all these old records and it's, it's just like, just really hits for me. So, and it helps me like even create, just come up with different totally, stuff. So I know you're totally. like in your bag. I would say, bro. Yeah. Like if, if you, if you want like to be creative, cause I feel like for a lot of cats, that's the first like you're almost angry at yourself. Like you're like, why don't I have anything to like come up with or to put out or to draw or or write? Where is the inspiration? And it's just go listen. You know, take a step back. Go put your favorite record on, and go put your favorite movie on, and turn the volume all the way down, and just chill. Just chill and like sit with a notepad in front of you, and you're gonna get something's gonna hit you. And even though it might be a little contrived because you got it from whatever scene you were watching or whatever the lyrics your favorite artist just said, that might be the next step to create your own good idea. And I don't know, nowadays everyone's scared to replicate or copy somebody else's style, but... Everything's already been copied already. Everything, there is zero originality out in the world. And the sooner you accept that, the sooner (laughs) you start working. That's when you're like, oh, bet. That's what I was going to say. I feel like that's really the people that are not like... You can't be it's a, just the working part. They're just they're scared to get to that mm-hmm. part, you know? Because, you, yeah, the working's the hard part. You know, the ideas are dope, but following through with them is that separates the men from the boys, you right. know? Like, uh, even the, yo, your guys' setup is a nice setup. This is, you guys came correct with the with the, the setup of it. You got multi-cams. Like, a lot of cats will do the bare minimum and get mad when it doesn't take off. But it's like, again, it's not good enough to be really good. You, you gotta, gotta be cold. you know gotta have the connections you gotta have the personality so with that i don't know i i would just say surround yourself with physical physical things you like books and covers and artwork put your t-shirts on the wall buy t-shirts and clothing that mean something to you put them in your face because you know it, all your favorite albums sitting on your iphone it's you're not, not the same you're no. not experienced you're not picking them up you're not looking at them and you're certainly not listening to them in it, their entirety that's the biggest thing is I think listening to albums fully is changed. It's it's a whole different way to experience the the music. But nowadays things are too quick. You you know nobody even listens to full songs anymore. You'll skip it halfway through and it's because you have the luxury of doing so, but I don't know. Do you I, find yourself kind of falling into those things too? Like I find myself like only listen to certain songs from the album sometimes yeah. I, I still download totally. the whole album i mean but that's how i grew up though Most i mean yeah but i mean best believe when i'm in my car i'm not you know playing albums unless i'm on a road trip when i'm on long road trips i will totally make a point to be like all right i'm going to listen to these three albums and that'll get me to la straight up in mm. in order and even if i don't like the song i'm gonna listen to it because it's part of the overall flow of the whole album led zeppelin back in the day they never released any singles at all they only released albums which financially was a business wise that was a crazy decision because that's how you made money was selling your single songs Mm. but they were like nah you got to listen to our whole thing or you're not listening to it at all and i thought that was cool it's like you don't get to just you know like pick and choose pick and choose man it's that's not how it works you you take it up like the bible not, sorry, I don't know why, but that analogy, <laughs> I know, but one, but I know, <laughs> hey, but that analogy, you can't just pick and choose things from that. You're either with it fully or like, you know, but because there's a lot of crazy stuff, but you can't also like R. Kelly, you can't love, <laughs> you know, I believe I can fly, but, you know, not acknowledge, fully not acknowledge the bad side of it. 
And that's the best way to form a thorough opinion on something is take it all, hear it all out, you know, even if, even if it sounds crazy, at least you said, all right, well, I gave it a shot. It wasn't for me. But you don't get to say that if you didn't get to give it a shot, you know. You record too, right? I think I was yeah. shopping up with the the other Noah. Yeah, and he was yeah. You guys Noah were recording v. some stuff. Yeah, we again the little the little back studio. Um, that's just again just, just another homies, creative right? outlet. Just turn my brain off, turn my phone off, most importantly, and just sit back and see what see what hits me. And yeah. and having a proper setup and a recording setup has helped because now I get to again document it. I can't tell you how many songs I've written and just completely deleted because I was like, well, you know, I'm never going to put it out. But, <laughs> but I don't know. It's right. it's good to just do do anything, do do a little bit of everything because you might you'd be surprised what your actual passion is. I've listened and been a music fan for all of my life, like like a proper like nerd about certain music. But I never played guitar up until um, when COVID really hit. And I think it was because I had time, you know what I mean? Like I finally had time to sit down and learn and take it seriously. Cause I, I tr really try not to half-ass anything. Mm. So, so yeah, it took me 20, 21 years to find out that I love making music and just goes, it's not too late at any point, you know? And even my pops, a good, he just bought a 1972 Honda, old Honda motorcycle, it's fresh as hell. He's never ridden a motorcycle in his life. Damn, that's a big one, too. I'm, I know. And I was like, yo, I'm like, take your helmet. Anytime I see him trying to leave without a helmet, I'm like, bro, like, don't oh, yeah, even just wear the But it, it's also cool because I'm like, damn, you just turned 52, I think. I don't even know, honestly. But you're fi still finding something that you're getting into and still things are fresh and new to you. And I think it's, it's just important. You never want to get too complacent because, you know just because you might not think it's your style you might be closing a doorway that could lead you you know who knows where yeah. i mean i think you guys are really living the um like wake and grow like every literally day. like every day to the core to the core bro so what's I, the the future you feel like for, for the wangs brand like just any next steps like i've seen like the shoe cleaner yeah we you do guys little like, products uh, here and there that works you know but um for the shop, we're just going to keep opening spots, I think. Like, we're definitely not done. Um, I would say we're probably done with Arizona, if anything. And, right. you know, I And we're probably done with the West Coast, if anything. We're talking about a lot of cool things. Nothing's in motion yet, but um, if we did anything else, it would be gnarly. You know, we want to really just go for it. Because my mentality, while I'm all about forward thinking, in a way, it's funny, this is kind of is a contradiction to itself but like i want to go hard now because i don't know how long we're going to be able to go hard at all you know so while i don't like to live in the moment i'm still aware that that's the best place right now because who knows i can't tell you what's going to happen in 10 years with all these world war three talk going on and right. just even the, the u.s government i just personally don't have a lot of faith in like society as as sad as that might sound so for that reason, and that goes for anybody, just go as hard as you can, I think, because who knows what's going to happen. And you don't want to regret anything when the right. time comes, you know. I felt that. Was there any, uh, you said you had some pieces you wanted to kind of show off? I don't know if you ended up grabbing yeah, them. I don't know. I mean, film cameras, we could show film cameras. I could show some crazy archive kind of shirts that, I mean, we could bust out some gnarly T-shirts if you want to. 
look at some vintage pieces like shit that's or not in the like, shop you know what yeah, I yeah mean? like a couple of your favorites like two of your favorites all right let me go let me go grab yeah we'll cut this I'll part grab, yeah here let's go smoke let me go smoke all right we'll grab some shirts and we'll chop it up how we're, we're cameras about to die oh so you want to do gonna, it let's do yeah, it no let's, let's just go loki just end it right all here right. all right yeah we could just end yeah so yeah basically cameras about to die i appreciate <laughs> you man my guy thank you, you a lot for real as always man it was man. a great story anytime let's do a follow-up episode fuck it yeah i think i want to do the vlog so we can show off the uh sure. the stuff for at a later sure. time. Well, appreciate you guys coming by and thanks for having me on this is dope i can't wait to see it we out gang